and welcome to Star Wars from a certain point of view with Carlos and Chris. We're going to have a great show today, guys. Stay tuned. This is going to be a good one. Welcome, guys. This is Star Wars from a Certain Point of View with Carlos and Chris. Thank you guys so much for finding us. Please subscribe as we drop episodes every Monday. And make sure you turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. Chris, what do you want to talk about today, dude? Hey, today I want to talk about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yes! Yes. This Love is something it. that we've been wanting to talk about for a while. We, you know, a few weeks Always. ago, we, a few weeks ago, we talked about um, Alan Dean Foster and, and an interview that he that was done with him, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been even before that though we were wanting to talk about this. So here we go. Splinter of the Mind's Eye was a novel, which was um, the further adventures of Luke Skywalker based on the characters and situations created by George Lucas, right? Right after yep. Star Wars. Yep. You know, when I was, um, it came out in 1978. Um, I, the year after Star Wars, yeah. Um, and my dad came running up to me one day and said, "Chris, there's a new, there's a new movie coming out," and and I was hoping <laughs> that there'd be another Star Wars movie. I think I'd heard rumblings that it might happen. This is the way it kind of came to me. And uh, he goes, "The new book is out, and you can read about it before the movie." And I went, "What?" And so I kind of wow. you know. So my dad took me to the store. I think it was Valentine, or no, it was uh, Walden Books. That's what it was. It was wow. Walden Books. And he and he bought me the book, and I was like, yeah, yes. And not so, only not only was your parents involved with you and in, in wanting to have you experience Star Wars with them, I just don't know what that's like, man. <laughs> like it sounds yeah, beautiful. It yeah. sounds like a fairy tale within itself. And if you were lucky enough to have that experience, God bless you. Yeah. Funny enough, my dad was not a. He read, not not like fiction. My dad read n- nonfiction. Gotcha. And all kinds of like journals that were boring and uninteresting to me. But my mom's one that was into fantasy and all that stuff. So it was funny mm. to me when my dad was like, let's get this book for you. I was like, nice. okay. encouraging me to read. Anyway, I read the book and I blew through it and I loved it. Yeah. And uh, that's my first experience with Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I really, really does. How about you? Um, first time I heard about it again was, and we talked about this in previous episodes, it is always the Scholastic Book Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I was in, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, um, Again, after Star Wars dropped again, we had no reason to expect an Empire Strikes Back and or Return of the Jedi. I don't know if movie trilogies were even a thing back then. I think The Godfather Part Two came out, but <laughs> I don't know about this because, again, George wasn't really banking on Star Wars making it, and that's why this entire um, project of Splinter of the Mind's Eye came to fruition was because he basically had Alan Dean Foster write it, and he signed off on it because he was basically banking on if Star Wars didn't hit, or if it only hit a little bit and he can only make one more movie, how does he make a movie out of the continuing adventures without breaking the bank? Because he would have no money. Right. But I saw, again, third, fourth grade, teacher hands out the Scholastic Book Club, little leaflets. You guys remember those? Mm. And you would go sure through do. them and you'd order the Dynamite Magazine and, and the you'd posters. order the, the, the NFL posters. You'd order, yeah. you know, this and that, a Hot Wheel, this, a hat, a, you know, and magazines. And, and again, I saw Spinner of the Mind's Eye that way. And I was mm. like, whoa. And I saw the cover again. I didn't know who Ralph McCrory was. But all you Splinter fans know that cover is iconic. It's Darth Vader, it's Princess Leia, it's Luke, it's the Kyber Crystal. And just the cover with, it was like more somber, like grays and blacks and wasn't very like colorful. It was just, it, it looked so interesting to me. And of mm-hmm. course it said Star Wars, so I checked it off. 
three weeks later, three months later, the teacher calls you up. Like, Carlos, here's your memory. You guys remember that? You, the teacher would call you. You'd go up to her desk. There's your little cutaway order sheet on top of your, like, four books. Yep. You'd grab them, go back to your desk, and you'd set all your new books, brand new books on your yep. desk. And I read it instantly. I read it that whole weekend, and I loved it. Now, I did freak out a little bit as a kid because Han and Chewie weren't in it, but they mentioned him here and there. Mm -hmm. And so I was still locked in with the Luke, Leia, and the droids. So that was my favorite thing. And clearly we didn't know Luke and Leia were brother and sister. Right. We didn't know Vader was our father. Clearly that changed later because that's what happens. People, things change later. Obviously, Lucas didn't know that either. (laughs) No, (laughs) absolutely. That was not the plan all along. Absolutely not. And so, anywho, um, I read it, loved it immediately, and that was literally my buffer until the first trailer came out. Because, again, there's no internet, there's no Wikipedia, there's no nothing. There was no, I don't remember seeing the trailer for Empire Strikes Back on TV. Mm Mm-hmm. I just remember they kept re-releasing Star Wars in the theaters. Right. And we had a, we were very lucky. We lived in Westminster, uh, Colorado, and up north off 72nd in like Tehome, there was a, the North Drive-In. And it was literally, the big plot of land had our elementary school on one side, which was Skyline Vista. There was a big wall. And then on the other side of the wall was the North Drive-In. So Ooh. you would see the North Drive-In showing movies all the time. So Star Wars was always getting re-released back and back. And I Ooh. remember I said it in the other podcast, watching Star Wars and before Star Wars dropped the trailer for Empire came out and I remember just freaking out and again that was it it was Star Wars Splinter of the Mind's Eye here comes Empire Strikes Back I'm done man like I'm done done like Star Wars is my life and now 40 50 years later I'm still geeking out (laughs) over stuff so that's how I first came across to it but what were your first reactions Chris what did you first think so I really I really enjoyed it now um for for those I don't know how many how many of our listeners have actually read this um, and I think we should talk about it. Um, if and we will talk about spoilers, right? But sure. if you guys, if you guys have not read this, stop, read it, and come back. But we're going to talk about it, right? Spoiler alert! So to summarize, yes. To summarize, it starts Luke and Leia are on a, a mission, right? And yep. they're on their way to uh, Sir Carpus Four. Yep. To uh, to have a to meet with some rebels, right? That were Correct. kind of the underground. And yep. um, basically, to, long story short, they crash land on um, Sir Carpus Five. Yep. Also known as Mimban. Play along at home, kids. Me and Chris pronounce things differently. Yes, all we do. <laughs> the time I say Mimban, and what do you say? Okay, so I began saying Mimban when I was a kid. Mimban. I, I said Mimban. I always said Mimban. Well, in the Alan Dean Foster interview last. That we oh, interviewed. Oh, digging deep, man, he, digging deep. He actually called it. What? He called it. Hold on, hold on. What? Mimban. <laughs> so we were. Said. So we were both wrong. Yeah, he said Mimban. This this like planet, the autobahn autobahn like, like minute. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, mm. it is spelled M I M B A N. Mimban, not B A H N. Right. Mimban. B-N. So, and it's interesting because I always said Mimban, you said Mimban, and and actually in Solo, the movie shows up, or the planet shows up in Solo, and they do call it Mimban. They call it Mimban. The Clone Wars, uh, season one, episode six, um, there's a season called, or there's an episode called Rookies. Um, In that, it's it's, uh, referred to as Mimban also. So. Cool. Okay. So anyway, moving right along. They crash land on Mimban. So the crash land on Sir Carpus Five. And um, 
Man, there's an adventure ensues, right? And so they give us a story. Yeah. Okay. So they're basically um, they they run into this mining colony, um, and they find out that uh, they basically run into this old lady in the mining colony. Uh, they find out that the, the empire is running and running the the mining operations there, and there's something going on, and they're not sure what's going on, and mm-hmm. and so they find this old woman named Halla. I say Halla too. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah! We hallelujah. both say hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, Halla meets uh, Leia and Luke, yep. and um, and the droids, of course, and tells them about shows them this little sliver or splinter, splinter of the Kyber crystal. Woo! First time we hear Kyber crystal, Rogue Onesters. Yes, first time we ever hear the term Kyber. Kyber. Now, Kyber is very different in this book than it is in uh, current uh, in current uh, canon. Canon, right? Yep. It's not actually the 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 crystal that powers the lightsaber um it is now but it wasn't at the time no in the book it it enhances the force correct it enhances the force so those who will whoever wielded or controlled the force the the force. Uh, crystal and crystal and crystal <laughs> <laughs> right their their force powers were enhanced they would yes. level up they would level up Bring. got it so anyway so they, they she introduces luke she senses that luke is a force sensitive because she also is a force sensitive. She, Hala, is also a force sensitive. Right. And I would think, like, again, I don't want to do the M count, although I like no. the saying M count way more than midichlorian. It's trying to make it cool. But I would guess, uh, let's just say Luke has 100. I know that's not the real number. Right. Hala maybe has, like, five. But with that yes. splinter that she has, the splinter of the mind's eye, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's accelerating hers to, like, five to 20 or something. So right. that's how she's being force sensitive. And also, sidebar, we'll have a lot of sidebars Ooh. connected to the original trilogy wherein George changed everything because she senses the force in Luke, but she doesn't get any reading from Leia. Yep, and she even says that. Yep. Yep. Continue. So in this in this particular novel, Leia has absolutely no force power. None. Leia is not related in any form to Luke. Nope. No blood. Nope. Only friends. Yes. And Vader, well, we'll get to him later. Yeah. Is there a Darth Vader in this? We shall see. Anyway, so then, so they go on this adventure, not adventure, but they go on this journey to find the Kyber Crystal. Hala convinces them that they need to go find it. Um, they journey and finally find it at the very end of the story. And there's a lot of things that happen in between, and we can go into those, I suppose. Um, and um, they run into Vader at the very end of the at the at very end of the story, right? Right now, I'll give a a, a more detailed. Um, version if you guys want to hear the more detailed version here we go again with the spoiler alert so basically yeah that's a great sum so luke and leia yeah they're traveling to sarcarpus 4 they crash land on mimban and as they're trying to like blend in with the locals because they're like why does it why is the empire here right Mm -hmm. like what are they doing here they find out later that the empire is actually mining for kyber crystal which again, enhances the force. So clearly Vader's got the, the Empire doing a lot of different things, which is kind of cool. Hello strikes a deal with Luke and Leia, and basically he's like, help me find the whole crystal, and then in return, I will help them get, I will help you guys get off the planet. So Luke and Leia are basically going to help Hala find the entire crystal. They come across different Imperials, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Imperial officers like Grammel and them realize they recognize Leia. They inform Vader, because Vader knows, you know, Leia from, our, uh, from um, Alderaan. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. So Vader's on his way down there to kind of like take custody of Princess Leia again. Mm-hmm. The four of them meet Hela and the droids. They go to this really cool temple, which reminds me of like Temple in uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in Indiana mm-hmm. Jones. Yeah. Um, you also see some Yuzum, which yes. are kind of like these like, you know, in Rogue One, that big white wampa looking dude. Yeah. I kind of thought that that was like maybe a Yuzum. I thought so too. When I saw him, I was like, oh, is that a Yuzum? Yeah. And again, a throwback to Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yep. Anyway, so they're, they're going through this underground thing and they're coming across other locals or a couple of battles. There's a lot of different um, uh, adventures, side adventures. They come up with the Kauai, Kauai, which yeah, is another indigenous uh, group that helps them off the planet. And what's really interesting is, again, towards the end, Vader shows up and there's a lightsaber battle where Luke fights him and then basically gets in a couple of shots right on Vader. And then Vader basically wipes Luke out. And that's kind of the cover of the album or the cover cover of the album cover of the (laughs) the book. But then Leia picks up the lightsaber and duels Vader also. So, so yeah. So actually uh, there's a, there's a, a bit of an earthquake and the temple actually falls on Luke Mm-hmm. And so he's trapped under the rock. And then Leia, actually, she duels Vader first. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she was first. She was now, first. Yeah. Now, what's crazy again, guys, and again, big Splinter of the Mind's Eye fans out there, you guys will know. Now, I again, I've been reading this since it came out in 78. It was only while researching this episode when I realized that Ralph McCory on the cover, and when I told Chris, I was like, oh, my God, did you know this? And on the cover, it clearly looks to me like Vader's in control. He has the high ground. Luke's trapped under rubble, and Leia's clearly reaching out her hand for Luke because, like, help, Luke, oh, no, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And that isn't it at all. That is what the picture looks like to me. That's always what I thought, too. I know, but right from the actual, right from the horse's mouth, he said, the painting isn't, if you look at it, Leia isn't reaching for Luke's hand and going backwards. She's reaching for his lightsaber, and she's going to go forward. So when I read that i was like oh my god that is so awesome like i missed that this whole time because i just didn't look for it so i didn't see it but knowing that then it just makes princess leia more of a badass than she's always been because she's not that and again it's kind of echoed in the force awakens when finn keeps grabbing ray's hand and she's like quit grabbing my hand you know like leave me alone (laughs) i I, i'm more than enough i'm more than capable so anyway i thought it was fantastic i think it's a great side story and it fleshed out the characters of luke and leia and even the droids and Vader, it, it just gave us a different take on it. Yeah, so, it did. It's it's interesting the way that Alan Dean Foster wrote Leia into the story is actually to me, in the way I read it, is very different than the than the um, Ralph McQuarrie picture because because I I know that Ralph McQuarrie made that comment that he painted it so that Leia was reaching for the lightsaber. Yep. But man, Alan Dean Foster, the way he wrote it, Leia was kind of afraid. And she was intimidated, and she was by the Dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah, line starts here. <laughs> well, no, not, I don't. I don't mean just by Vader, but I just mean throughout the entire story, she was like, kind of not the way she was in Star Wars. Like she was take control in Star Wars the movie, right? But she hmm. kind of, she kind of, I don't know. I I found that I, I was, didn't. I didn't get that. No, that's no. the way I read it, and it's. It, I felt it kind of strange. Yeah, no, I, I still read Leia as Leia, like, because she's completely telling Luke, you know, cool it here and there. She's in charge. Things are happening, and she's talking back to Imperial locals all over again. Mm-hmm. And, no, I didn't really get that. And then yeah. at the end, her even attempting to duel Vader was, was crazy. A big deal. Yeah. So, so catch me up on the end again. So she duels Vader first, and then Vader probably, like, takes care of her quickly. Oh, he, then, just, he just... 
he cuts her to pieces without cutting her, but he he toyed with her like he cut her her uh, clothing across her belly like Padme and, and like, attack his yeah, exactly corns. exactly just like that <laughs> he cut her shoulder he cut her I mean he he beat her up pretty bad without wow. actually slicing her in half but he was toying with her obviously and he wow. really really hurt her um and then um at that point um Luke frees himself Luke, Luke gets freed uh actually Halla comes and helps him get up she oh. frees him helps him get out from under the rock and then he and Vader duel. And what really happens in the duel is, um, is, uh, boom, I lost my spot. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, so Leia gets, uh, toyed with. I mean, Vader was toying with her. And then, and then Luke is doing some, he's kind of trying to fight Vader. And then suddenly, it doesn't, it's not very clear, but Vader summons this, like, light ball of energy. And kind of kind like what Yoda does in Attack yeah, of the Clones. Yeah, exactly. Except for and yeah, and then Luke repels it with the Force, with his and hand out with, stretched. With, well, it doesn't really describe it like that. It just says he kind of reaches lightsaber out and use the Force to Catch repel it? the repel the the energy. And it's kind of a, a unique uh, again, like Obi Wan did in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so it's kind of weird. And then um, Vader kind of gets forced and falls down this pit, and. Falls escape. down the pit and then they escape. Yeah, and they they even say they're like, well, Luke even says uh, I didn't hear him hit the bottom, mm. so it must have been like a bottomless pit. And Vader obviously knows the Force and can just float anyway, right? <laughs> so we won't go into all those kind of <laughs> those issues. So sure, yeah. I, I also want to point out that concept art for Rogue One mm-hmm. used Mimban as a name for the city, which was eventually developed into Jetta. Oh, really? And I then didn't a, know that a planet called Mimban was also featured in Solo. And additionally, Marvel Comics, the new Marvel Comics, The Rise of Kylo Ren, features Ben Solo traveling to Mimban, where he learns of the Mind Splinter, possibly the Kyber Crystal by another name. Really? Yeah. So again, they're they're definitely using a lot from this one novel in 78, because there's a lot in it. There's the Mimban, the Mud Troopers, the Jungle Mud Planet, the Kyber Crystal, the uh, enhancing the force, all of that stuff. So again, yeah. again, I think it was a fantastic book for its time. I think it's one of the greatest expanded slash further adventures novel that they've ever done. So, you know, I know everyone's about the Thrawn trilogy, this and that, and mm-hmm. I dig the Thrawn trilogy more than I dislike it, but there's some issues I have with it, but so very. with, <laughs> with the splinter of the mind's eye. Yeah, no, it was thumbs up all the way up yeah. for me. Yeah, I agree. I really liked it. Now there were some interesting things that they did. Like they kind of, um, made it so that the lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, had to be charged, and so oh, he, that's right. He, he would actually charge it. charge it off of blasters. He would take the battery packs off of blasters and charge his lightsaber with it. That was in- interesting. Do were, you, si- sorry, do you remember in *Heir of the Empire* uh-huh. when Luke's being held by Talon Card and Mara Jade, uh-huh. and he's in his little hut, right? And the hut, you know, they got they have like the um, the what would you call it? like the the panel box, you know that controls the the door up and down up and mm-hmm. down and he actually like took apart part of his hand and he used part of his hand electronics to like short circuit oh, it I and stuff like that. that yeah he totally like it's totally like a star trek thing but he to- totally used like i think part of his hand yeah and he like he like blew the panel with it with a shot of electricity through it and it, it opened up the door that's when he escaped into the jungle right and that's when mara, that. mara, Jar- mara jarred mara jade went after him and then during that is when they, they're getting like a, a exposed to like poison ivy and Luke's face swells all up and that's mm-hmm. how they're able to 
not recognize them when the blah, blah, blah. Right. But anyway, right. yeah. So, you know, there's a lot That's of cool. different things taken from this. That to me makes sense, though, because Luke, hey, he tinkered with stuff in the garage all the time. And he was kind of like, like Anakin. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what to do. Oh, I, I just know how to fix stuff. Um, I know, I know, but it, I like that about Luke. Let's take it. So awesome. What else do you got, Chris, in closing? Well, um, there's just various neat things. Like you already brought up the Yuzun. They were kind of like Wookiees or kind of like the. Yeah, Wampas or. Yeah, they were neat. Um, Sasquatches. They were brothers, right? Or I assume they were brothers. They Mm -hmm. were Key and Hin, right? Yep. They were, they were pretty neat. Um, The Kowei were interesting creatures that were living underground. Yeah, those big eyes, like the fin stuff. Yep. and. uh, and uh, Luke had to duel one of them in order to, well, not duel with lightsaber, just fight. They had to fight to the death. They had to fight like their main fighter in order to gain their respect and let them. Yeah. And that's why they helped them at the end is yep. because you defeated, you know, again, old customs, you know, like Middle Eastern kind of stuff yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, I have to comment on, you brought him up a little bit, but Captain Supervisor Grimmauld. Mm. Uh, the main baddie. Yeah. Other than Vader, of course. Imperial officer. Yeah, Imperial officer. And he was kind of relegated to, yeah, the stupid mud planet of Manbat. <laughs> so anyway, that was really interesting. But I thought it was so interesting how Vader wiped him out at the end. He just sliced him in half with a lightsaber. He killed he killed Grimmauld. So instead of force choking him? Yep, instead of force choking him. I thought that was cool that he used a lightsaber. So yeah. Oh, and the, the thing that really popped out at me, and I gotta bring this up. In the final battle underground, there's kind of a gra- uh, the the Imperials gladiator the showdown. Yeah, the the Imperials kind of come down into the uh, into the cavern where the Koei and the and our heroes are hiding, right? Uh-huh. And they invade and start fighting. Well, Leia climbs up on a rock, a really high point. She gets one of the uh, she gets a blaster rifle and shoots Vader with it. Oh, that's right. And she hits Vader with it. Right. And Vader. I'm what gonna, happens? I, 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 I want to read it because it's on page 169. I want to read this real quick. Sweet. As she activated the trigger, Vader turned and gestured to the several troops lagging behind. A powerful beam of energy struck him on the side, sent him spinning to the ground. Leia smiled. Oh. Her joy turned to disappointment when he looked back through the blunt telescopic sight. If he... When she looked back through the right. telescopic sight, yeah, Vader had rolled over and was beating at the smoke issuing from his left side. There was a gaping hole in his protective cloak, and the black armor beneath had been partly melted away. Wow. But the full force of the energy bolt had missed him. So, oh, I love that though. <laughs> Leia blasted him. <laughs> she blasted See, him in Star the side. Star Wars yeah. Leia, man. Yep, that there you go, exactly. There but you go. What is intriguing to me is that he was beating at the smoke issuing from his side. I think of Kylo. The Force Awakens, Kylo Ren, yeah. Yep. Because when Kylo Ren gets shot by Chewie, right? Oof. And then later in the battle, he's they're they're fighting, right? Oh yeah, and he's and, bleeding. And he's bleeding and he's like Yep. Beating his side. Yep. And I went, what the heck is wrong with him? What's he doing? Well, that's what Vader did. See, I'm telling you, th- this one book, guys, and again, as we wrap up, you know, I, again, famous, you know, little, uh, famous little anecdote that we like to say 
is we're not your dad, but please let us be your uncle <laughs> and listen to your uncle when we say you guys have to check it out. It's a quick read. It's probably less than 200 pages. 199 pages. There you go. Less than 200 pages right <laughs> on the dot. It's Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster. It's available everywhere. We will actually, you know what, can we put like a link to like Amazon or something down yeah, there? I'm going to put a link to it and stuff. And you guys grab it for us probably 10 bucks or less. Yeah, I mean. and, and just go back to a time when Star Wars was all you had was Star Wars and this book and just throw away the whole Vader's her dad, Luke and Leia's sisters, blah, 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 and just check it out. And I guarantee you, it gives you a lot of the old original Star Wars feels because it's there. It was when Star Wars was in its infancy and it is just a great read and it's very, very, very Star Wars. Yeah, and it's just like the further adventures of Luke Skywalker. Alrighty. Thanks so much for listening, guys. This is Star Wars from a Certain Point of View with Carlos and Chris. We drop episodes every Monday. Please turn on your subscription notices and uh, time passages. And turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single episode. We will be back next Monday with a new episode. See you guys. See you guys later.